Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, and with me is Deb, who's living a Aussie lyric about being sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Meh. Meh. Uh, we have a fairly uh, extensive whiteboard today. Well, I want to get something out of the way very, very quickly. I found the remote. <laughs> what is this, three weeks in? Did we not talk about this last week? No, I guess no, we I didn't just say found it. the remote on Tuesday. Yep, it was in your shoes. It was in my shoes. Because why? why not? Yeah. Because why not? On other apartment news, so I have new upstairs neighbors, which is fine. I can never hear them talking, which is great. I can hear them, you know, walking around, but that's not a big deal. The problem I'm having is that I can hear them having morning sex. Lucky. No, it sounds very inconsistent. What does that mean? Like, a lot of noise for a couple minutes, and then nothing for like five, and then a lot of noise for a couple more minutes. Uh, he's a slow burner. Right. Just, I kind of want to leave him like a rug and a can of WD-40 and introduce myself. You kind of want to what? Leave them a rug and a can of WD-40 and introduce myself. Because what I can hear is their bed scraping against the floor. Oh. And the frame of the bed It was like creaking. his dick needs an oil can? Oh, okay. Damn it, Doc. Okay, both of us awkwardly look at each other and ruin the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, I found the scarecrow and a big metal dildo and <laughs> cowardly lion. Oh, God. He was in a onesie, so his dick's not hanging out like a real lion's would. Was he a onesie? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just furry. No? He had some kind of, like, lion merkin? No, he fucking... He had clothes on? No. He was a naked lion. Okay. But, I mean, he was wearing, like, footy pajamas. Well, lion's junk doesn't normally hang out unless they're about to mate. It's kind of tucked a little closer to the body. Yeah, but, like, there'd be balls. I've seen Think those. about every picture of a lion you've ever seen. Do you remember seeing balls? Well, no, because you're usually trying to get a picture of their majestic mane, not their sad I mean, like, whole lions. You've seen whole lion photos. I don't remember ever seeing balls. They have to have balls, right? I'm sure they do, but I don't know Because lions don't visible. lay eggs, do they? Lions, of course, do not lay eggs. Oh. Why would lions lay eggs? I don't know, but it'd be terrifying if they did, right? God. Ooh. Be like weasels in space. It's just scary, because you're like, how the fuck are weasels here? How the fuck are weasels in space? Yeah, I know fucking nightmare, right? See, now I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's worse than triples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like space weasels. What? Where are their space weasels? Triples. No, they're like space bunnies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that we're off to a rollicking start. We actually are. <laughs> Good lord. Give so, as I was going to Space weasel. Bam! Exactly, I was going to say, so as a follow-up to the, if you're not jerking it, if I have to hear you having morning sex. Did I miss it? It's it's more just one of those, A, either make it good, or B, make it quieter. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good follow-up to that. I just don't think that, it's not a great way for me to start my morning. It really isn't. Hearing people fuck. No, it's more hearing the bed creak. Mmm. That's some sitcom shit right there. It really is. And I can't complain, because, I mean, they're not really doing anything wrong. Just, you know... Well, they're doing it wrong, but... They are totally doing it wrong. But it's one of those, you have an apartment with a hardwood floor. Maybe put a rug underneath your furniture. Or just do it right on the floor. It sounds uncomfortable. Do you want to talk about... I have something very uncomfortable. Never mind. That doesn't need to be on the air. For once, I'm actually using my filter. Oh, is this because I'm sick and you have to police yourself? A little bit. Do you want to talk about something that happened weeks ago that we haven't talked about? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, this will be really quick because it's been, like, two weeks. Um, we never talked about that. You know, we were at Comic-Con. Uh, not we, but the network. The royal we. The royal we. We were at uh, Comic-Con. Uh, none of the audio came out. Unfortunately, it was too chaotic, too loud. Um, I did end up meeting with some, uh, I don't know what you call them, high-ranking officials in the Denver cosplay scene. Sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, they were, they were dressed sorry. regally. I'm sorry. Um. I'm sorry, I'm imagining the hierarchy, and it's pretty hilarious in my head. 
Yeah, it's just nothing but wigs of blue fucking, uh, like, Heidi hair. Like, fucking berets and shit. Um, hung on an artist I like for a little while. Talked to a few, uh, uh, friends and, uh, uh, Michael Rooker liked my Walking Dead shirt. Um, I don't remember if I told you that I, I saw him. Um. I don't remember either. It's been weeks. But, uh. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, like, uh, I'm gonna post something written on our blog, which I need to update, that's a whole other thing, um, but I'll probably write something about it, um, and then we posted the pictures on Twitter and Facebook, and some of the, uh, photos that didn't make the cut ended up on, um, my personal Facebook, so. Start getting photobombed by Weapon X. By the Weapon X scientists, yep, uh, me pho- photobombing a girl's night out. Doug Poole. Uh, and uh, Doug Poole and Lindsay. She never called me. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, probably because I was, you know, running around in a state with a mask on. Um, with a shirt that said fanboy. You mean that doesn't get the ladies? No. No. Doug Poole doesn't know how to close deals. Damn yeah, it, I Di- need to text Tony immediately. D- different, different iteration. Doug Poole doesn't know how to close deals. Actually, I found a picture of uh, Deadpool in a tuxedo, and I'm like, I'll bet you Deadpool. He's banged some hot chicks. Well, he doesn't quite have the same progeny as uh, Slade, but yes. Well, yeah. I thought you were going to go Wolverine on that one. No, no. Didn't Slade end up having a whole... He's got a slew of them. He's got a... uh, Yeah, he had... um, Not Judas. What the fuck was his name? Um, uh, Jericho. And then yeah, Jericho, Rose, and uh, there's another one in there floating around uh, that I can't think of. Not Tara, because she was just a double agent. But uh, anyway, as little that I remember of the Judas contract. Uh, which Judas I believe contract? Third, hmm? I don't know that storyline. The Judas contract? Uh-uh. Uh, it was uh, the introduction of uh, Deathstroke in the Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Teen Titan. Teen Titan Goal. Damn it, now I still, do, I'm singing I really that do fucking not, song in my head. Oh, let me tell you what song... Oh, you haven't seen the Lego movie. That's what I gotta fucking get you. Lego movie, yes. No, and I put Michael on it too, but he's getting ready for our, the non-turning. Because I had the song from job. that stuck in my head for three fucking days. Do I really want to watch it then if I'm gonna get... The yes, because it's awesome. Because it's the very beginning where it's like, I could sing this song for hours! And then there's like a little title card that says, five hours later, and they're just wrapping up the song. Like, it's so, and it's like, everything is awesome, everything's better when you're part of a team, everything is awesome, when you're living a dream. I'll play it for you later. Okay, on a side note, so I was reading text from last night, which is always hilarious, Mm -hmm. and I found the feature where you can just read text from last night from your state, which is awesome, but the one I found was, quote, alarm went off and her alarm song is Best Best Day Ever by Spongebob. I may have made a terrible mistake. I made a huge mistake. The other one, which I of course sent to one of my friends, was, quote, he came so hard it sounded like a Harry Potter spell. I, I'm sure she's talking about the, the exclamation coming out of his mouth. But still. Experionis! Yeah, like, I would totally just be like, Patronus! Oh, God, oh! Oh, that's so wrong. Oh. No. Lavos las manos? <laughs> okay, so, 22 Jump Street. It was funny. Uh, very meta. Um, most of the movie kind of has these weird dialogue nods to... Um, like, you know in the, in the trailer, they're like, Oh, you blew up the dock. Like, what do you fucking do? And you're going back to 22 Jump Street. Which, by the way, is across the street from 21 Jump Street. And they talk about how... Maybe next time they'll move back across the street and next door to 23 Jump Street. <laughs> like, it's those jokes. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you blew up the dock, like trying to get a drug dealer, played by uh, Peter Stormare. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're like, what are you doing? No, just do what you always do. Bust, like, drug dealers in, like, high schools. Like, just do what you did last time. Like, there are all these jokes about just do what you did last time. Um, which was so funny. Um, and they had a montage at the end about all the future movies, because they were like, you're going to med school. 
you're going to scout camp. You're going to, you know, master's yep, courses. Yep. You're getting your PhD. There's one with, um, oh, I can't remember her fucking name, uh, Anna Ferris. And it's like, Jump Street just got sexy. <laughs> like, it is so fucking funny. Um, I, now, on a love it, love it to shovel it scale, I probably put it close to love it. Um, once again, I, I thought the meta humor was a little tedious. Um, but once again, much like the first movie, I really didn't kind of see the ending coming. Like, I, I didn't really figure out, like, who was feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's, like, jokes where they're like, you know, you're probably just going to get an adventure, it's going to tear you apart, and then something will bring you back together and realize that you're always going to be great partners. I mean, like, and then, of course, that happens. Um, it was really, an Ice Cube was fucking hilarious. Um, in training day? Training day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this, but, uh, on that 100th, 100th episode of um, At Midnight, mm-hmm. they did reenact some fan fiction. Oh, God. Uh, involving Hardwick and Ron Funches. It's called Bunches of Funches. Okay, I'm going to need to watch that and call Tony immediately. I'm going to try to find the... Apparently they put out an extended version. I will find Lord. it. Lord. Um, because I love the extended episodes. The one with Chris D'Elia, the one with Paula Tompkins... Bunches of funches. Bunches really? of funches. And and they and it's Doug Benson and the and the girl like talk like narrating as Hardwick and Funches acted out. Proving yet again why Hardwick does not have an acting career. He did fine in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Except for, you know, getting fat. Uh yeah, there was a, a, what was it, some crossover they just talked about, about Hardwick being on some other show, and they showed, like... It was like, on Boy Meets World. Yeah, 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 that was it. And, and they Don't showed, touch me, I was a girl! And they uh, they showed a clip of him being on Boy Meets Girl, uh... uh Boy Meets World, World, whatever. As the host of Single Day. Uh-huh, and it's just episode. like, and I'm just like, wow, Peter Hardwick, wow, hair drapes. Oh yeah, the hair. His hair drapes were legendary in the nineties. Still are, still are. He had the most perfect hair drapes. Yeah, I mean, love you, Hardwick, but he got laid a couple times out of that. A couple, I'm sure, more than a couple. No, he has talked about it on Nerdist. And the Mitch Hurwitz episode was really good. Everything is awesome. Living a dream. God damn it, now it's stuck in my head. So, casting director. We talked about Freaks and Geeks. We did. Uh, last week? Week before? Uh, last week. Yeah. Well, we had, we had a bonus episode. Oh, that's right. Um, so, it was, I believe on the bonus episode. I could be wrong on that one. Um, but we did talk about the, who, who the Freaks and Geeks uh, casting director was. Because they had such an eye for talent. You have no fucking clue. Okay. Her name is Allison Jones. She started on, once again, Eye for Talent, Family Ties. Of course she did. Uh, you had Freaks and Geeks, Arrested Development, Parks and Rec, Curb. Your enthusiasm. Um, I mean... <laughs> I wish people could have seen the gesture you made when you said that. The, like... Curb. Your enthusiasm. Your Yeah, I did, like, blocking. Like, from A to B, Curb. To enthusiasm. Um, that wasn't the love seat. That was Doug farting. That was totally the love seat. Nope, see, Ferdy. Nope, Doug's Ferdy. Well, now you sound like my upstairs. I was gonna say that. Like now, I sound like your neighbors. Aww. All you hear is the bed, and I'm being really quiet. Oh, Morrissey sounds. Oh, uh, girlfriend in a coma, expelliarmus. So how was that new Love and Tell race? Oh my god! If I just started casting like the like three worst curses when I came be fucking awesome. Like, what just happened? Curse. You're in unbelievable pain. Also, you can't. You move had a seizure. Like I said, also you can't move, and you're under my control. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Oh God. Um. So how was that? I just went full McConaughey. CD? You never go full McConaughey. <laughs> uh, it's slow. <laughs> 
Um, I it was good. Uh, and once again, I didn't really like her last full length album. Um, you like songs? I I did. I well, I loved her EP. Um, okay. And I just could not get behind her first full length album, and so I was a little twitchy about this you one. Didn't like get behind that. I can't get behind that. I can't get behind my fat ass. I like that we're talking about Del Rey and then just totally threw in Shatner, Shatner and, and fucking Rollins. Rollins. Um, so, it's slow. There's not one upbeat, either lyrically or upbeat musically song on that album. Yeah. Um, and the lyrical content is fantastic. And her voice is great. I'm glad that, you know, she's kind of found herself, especially after we talked about this, a metaphorically sucking dick on SNL and, and all that. And kind of epic failing. Um, a bit of free fall there. But it's not a bad album. It, it, once again, it's just slow. The next time a girl breaks up with me, that's what I'll listen to. Oh, you mean you won't ruin any more Dire Straits songs for me? Or just the Brazil. I think people were pretty much over Jets Brazil after uh, Charlotte and I broke up. But, uh, yeah. Which is weird because now I think of you whenever I hear Romeo and Juliet as opposed to Charlotte. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that relationship kind of soured and it was painful. Now I'm just like, I ruined this song for Deb. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Um... You know, there's still a few songs that, you know, when I hear, I, I, I think of Charlotte or I think of Irma or um, not so much the Voldemort of my relationships. Um, but uh, not that she doesn't have a nose or anything or speaks parcel tongue. It's just, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want me to name drop. Um, oh, it's Gina Davis. On to other things. I finally got around to reading a book that Doug let me. The new Veronica Mars detective novel. And I loved it. It still had the same humor and the same quips and the same relationships. Because it's not called X-Mars. Sorry, I was looking at Expatriates and wanted to make a joke about that. Again. Okay, I tried again to read that fucking book. I can't get into it. Just take it back. Don't worry about it. Like I said, no, I loved Thousand Dollar Tamlin. Was it good? Yes. Can I have it back? Yes. Can I so, have... I'm going to take Expatriates back, too. You can take Expatriates back, too. What about Nerdist Boy? Yeah. Okay. Hardwick, you get more money, because I think I'm going to have to buy another copy of it. That might be wise. No, because it's mine. Um, I'm an only child. We don't share well. No, it's mine. But yes, yeah, so have you read Thousand Dollar Tamlin? No, I just straight up gave it to... Well, I didn't give it to you, but I let you... Lent it to yeah. me? Yeah. Okay, no, I'm just going to say, take it back and read it, and we'll talk about it then. It's a really good Bond girl name. What? Pussy Sherwell. You must be joking. I have lost the ability to do Sean Connery, one of the easiest impressions ever. It always just sounds like Bane's dad. Oh, crap, we should totally do a Bane and a Bane's dad bit at some point. No, because then it would end up sounding like fucking Sean Connery from fucking Last Crusade, because I'd be like... Did you destroy Gotham, Junior? Um, we're named the dog Bane. Bane Deanna. Great. Bane Deanna. That's gonna Bane be- Deanna and the bombs decay. Woohoo! Oh, I win. Oh, I'm gonna die alone. Um, <laughs> oh, good uh, lord. On next week's Dan. <laughs> Doug finally just accepts it. So, I did something super awesome this week. I went and got to see Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. Yeah, I'm jealous. And it was fucking fantastic. I was going to ask you to, to, to jot down the set list, but I figured... I'm, I think I'm, I'm behind by at least two albums, so I don't think I'd recognize any of their newer stuff. After... You played a lot of the older stuff. I mean, you played the Ship Song, you played the Mercy Seed, you played Red Right Hand. Oh, that was Mercy Seed. Fantastic. Oh, fucking yeah. No, it was great. Tony had us amazing seats. We were 12 rows from the stage, dead fucking center. I'll post a picture. Like I said, I sent you pretty good pictures. And he was up in the first five rows. Like, he was all about getting into the crowd. It's a fucking water roll Yeah. First three rows get wet. It's a joke, right? But I was going to say, and uh, I mean, for being an older guy, he still fucking has it. 
And I have now seen the other Warren Ellis live. Mm-hmm. The other Warren Ellis. What are you typing? Posting a cave pic. Oh. Um. Yeah, so it was really nice because it was at Temple Buell, which is not a venue I normally to go see uh, rock shows at. But it was really nice to have assigned seating. The bartenders there had no idea what they were doing in the best way possible. Man, my drinks were strong. And the couple standing next to me and Tony... Did he play Ray so, Whiskey? What? Did he play Ray Whiskey? I don't remember. Ray Whiskey, Ray Whiskey. No, I don't. He did not play Ray Whiskey. I was going to say, the couple standing next to me and Tony had no idea what was going on. Like, they were interested, but everybody around them was so into it and knew all the songs. They were just like, what's going on? So there's this new band called Nick Cave, Cave and the Bad Seeds? Yeah. It was fucking awesome, though. Awesome. So technically, you have seen Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, and semi-technically the Dirty Three, and semi-technically Grinder Man. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Guys, mm-hmm. I hate you. <laughs> what did you get this week that you're not supposed to have for like another three months? Oh, Doug just got like evil genius clap excited. Um, where he only claps his fingertips because he's like, ooh. Um, I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to do a Bane voice instead of Sean Connery. Sean <laughs> Bane's dad. Oh, you okay? He's got off my lawn. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, the Flash pilot got leaked to the internet. All over the internet. It actually made Nerdist news. It made um, a, f- a fair amount of, of, of chatter on the internet about all this. And, um, of course I watched it. Why wouldn't I? You know my love affair with The Flash, regardless of whether it's Barry Allen or, or Wally West. Um, or even uh, Bart uh, Allen. So, who's, I don't know, maybe dead? I don't know if he exists in the new continuity. Oh yeah, he does. But anyway... Um, Deb, I think you're going to like it. Okay. I, I thought... Is there a workout in an abandoned warehouse scene? N- no. It might take a little longer to draw me in. Um, you do have that horrible line of, better to have a good heart than fast legs. Okay, I'm glad the mom's dead. Um, <clears throat> John Wesley Ship, the Flash from the 90s show, uh, plays Barry Allen's dad. So I was very happy awesome. with... Uh, and he's going to be a reoccurring character, so I'm, I'm glad they didn't just, like, ship him off to Iron Heights. Um, speaking of Iron Heights, tons, of course, of Easter eggs. So many Easter eggs. They run at Ferris Air Force. There's... Well, I, I don't want to... I, I really don't want to spoil it um, on the show. Um, God, I want to so bad, though. Um, well, then wait and spoil it for me off-air. Yeah. Um, but the, the effects were good. I, I thought the effects on the Weather Wizard were a little meh. Um, I, th- I thought they could have done a bit more with it. Um, I didn't like that it was Clyde Martin. I, I really would have liked to see Mark Martin, the actual wes- Weather Wizard. Weather Wizard. Weather Wizard. God, it really is hard to say. Um, and, uh, and that was something like small where I'm like, it's a name change. And it's the character's actual name. Um, but I liked the chemistry between Barry Allen and Iris West. Um, I think it's very interesting that her last name is West. Because that's not her last name in the comics. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because she has... Her her, nep- her nephew is Wally West. So they're kind of setting it up that... Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, the scientists were great. Um, I'm trying to think of... it's. I, I know they end up being... In the comics, they end up being um, a hero, a bad guy, and then one is new for the show. Um, but Vibe from the Detroit Justice League, yeah, let that sink in. Um, it was just as bad as you think it is. Um, uh, Vibe nice. and uh, Killer Frost, or I believe her name is Caitlin Snow, or something very on the nose like that. Um, but Vibe and, Ka- uh, and uh, Killer Frost are scientists. There's a guy in a wheelchair. Uh, who's got a really good secret that I'm going to talk to you about off-air. So write down, like, End of Flash, just so I don't... Which is going to be the sequel to End of Watch. Um, but, uh, 
I'm actually but a it's, fan it's of played that by well. uh, what is his fucking name? Uh, Tom Cavanaugh, who played uh, Zach Braff's brother on Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, Deb, I know you've talked about how like the Flash isn't dark and brooding and yeah, but I like that about the Flash. They 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 hit the they they hit the appropriate tone with I guess the I guess humor. The Flash is supposed to be quippy and. Going to say irreverence and yeah, and they and they kind of do a um how to call it, almost like an augmented reality, like overlay of how Barry's brain works when he's doing um, like science. Yes, when he's doing the forensic science, so it's kind of neat because he's like looking at a tired tread and like the kind of AR goes like twelve inch asymmetrical tread, like you know what I mean? Like it kind of comes out as like an overlay. So that was really neat. Um, I I'll be honest, I. I had a character pegged as a different character already on a pilot that shouldn't have aired for the next three months. Um, but it's once again, when you watch it, uh, I'm not spoiling anything here because it's actually in the comics. So it's not like we watched Arrow and I was like, dude, I don't want to spoil this Slade Wilson guy, but he turns into a thing. It's that, you know what I mean? Like, it's that like non-spoiler spoiler. Um, that you do have the Chinch's name because he's not well. We don't know if he's from the twenty fifth century or not. Um, Is it Buck Rogers? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Gerard Butler. No, Gerard. Not Gerard Butler. What was his name? What the fuck was Buck Rogers' name? Um, Buck Rogers. No, but the actor's name. <sighs> anyway, um, Patton's got a bit about him too. Um, anyway, uh, fuck, now you've got me off track. What was I? Flash. Right, right, right. Oh, no, the reverse Flash, in fact. That you have Eddie Thawne, who is very close to Erebord, uh, Thawne, the reverse Flash. Um, you know, is like the, the yellow suit, the lightning with a face you yeah. saw from the trailer. Yeah. Um, that's the reverse Flash. So it's one of those, like, when is that going to happen? When is Slade going to become Deathstroke? When is... Eddie Thawne going to become the Reverse Flash and how, and you do and I called it I called it right. The Flash's island. I'm sorry, am I boring you? I'm sick. I Shut know. your filthy whore mouth. Back to your home on Whore Island. Pretty much. Um, Barry's island mm-hmm. is his mother's death. Is that past? Let's solve the murder. Yeah. Um. So I didn't Just call that Barry's island. Sounds like a really terrible fanfic. Or that new gay bar off of Broadway. Let's go to Barry's Island. Let's go to Barry's Island. Oh my god. So Barry's is spelled with an E because it's testicles. What? It's spelled with an E like berries. Oh. You have no marbles. I was going to say, so speaking of... Hold on. I, I do want to... I do... Because you know how big of a Flash fan I am. I do want to say they open up the episode like they open up Every fucking issue of The Flash. Especially with Wally West. But more so now modernly with Barry Allen is, my name is Barry Allen and I'm the fastest man alive. I could not have nerd squealed any harder in the last, in the I'm sorry, the first five seconds of just hearing that being said. Where I'm like, now weirdly enough, I give them credit and I discount their credit. They could have done something that I thought of when I was going to write the Flash movie. Okay. Where there's a great scene where Barry slams into a moving car. Um, literally, it like goes through the window and, and, and goes into the car. Uh, causes a car wreck. I, listen up David Goyer, um, I had a thought of the idea where um, the first time the Flash kind of goes into speed mode, it causes a car wreck because he's freaking out. Yeah. While driving, and everything happens in slow motion, and he literally moves through, like broken glass, like it was like a curtain of rain. Um, imagine um, what was that Lena Headley moving the the water when in, she was on in, slow motion I was or slow mo? When she was on slow mo and dread. It was very. It was kind of that scene before that scene was that scene, um, and saving the people. And then it cuts to, like, real time. And he's like... Um, and, and when I told Rob that, he was like, I 
like, let's fucking write this, or, like, that needs to happen. I, I think it was a missed opportunity to do it in the show, but I don't know the, the budget, especially because... Uh, it's the CW. Well, all I know is that if they were worried about having a hit on their hands, um, everyone who's watched the tra- or the, the pilot has come out unanimously. Well, it's just um, one of those things where they still and I, and I'm right to, there with them. They refer to Arrow as a quote-unquote surprise hit. Really surprise hit? Well, yeah, I mean, he's Green Arrow is not even a A-lister. He's but not even just, a B-lister. But it's just one of those things, like, really, you thought that was going to be a surprise hit? It's also like them claiming they didn't know what he looked like with his shirt off before they cast him. Well, that's just bullface lying. Like I said, that's a lie. Um, of course, spoiler alert, the Arrow shows up in the pilot. Well, God, I hope so. Uh, there, there's a really neat, there's, there's a really fun interaction with them uh, at the very end where uh, I'll spoil this part where Green Arrow like jumps off the roof and uh, you know slings a fucking rope arrow and you know swings away and Barry goes cool and then uh, you know Barry runs literally runs away back to uh, Coast uh, not Coast City Keystone and uh, Oliver is like on the side of the building hanging by the rope looking at the Flash running away and he goes cool like you know what i mean like it was this this really interesting like admir like mutual admiration moment that was really funny um but very kind of heartfelt as well we're like okay yeah these these characters live in the same world once again like dc's doing a great job with their tv universe just not their movie universe it's really funny because i saw this comic recently it was the you know the dad talking to the kid the, the, it was the DC versus Marvel movies. Uh, I'm sorry, the world's not ready for a Wonder Woman movie. Marvel, let's make a movie with a fucking talking raccoon. <laughs> Don't yeah. you be knocking rocket. I'm not knocking rocket at all. So I'm just going to put hard. it in a box. Have you not seen the latest preview? It's like, what are you doing? Building I'm putting a bomb. A bomb. You're just going to have it laying out? He's going to put it in a, in a box. box. And he like, calls him a pussy or something. It's like sissy or something. He fucking calls out Star Lord, and then of Star course you have Star to go. Star Lord. Who? Yeah. Because you have to do that for whatever whatever his name is, Dijon Dijon Hansu or whatever. Who? I think he plays oh. Ronan, and they've they've very interestingly hinted at a visually um, Ronan the Accuser, um, in the. That sounds uh, biblical. I got nothing. Ronan, right. No, doesn't Ronan the Accuser sound like a biblical name? Sounds like a badass wrestler. <laughs> what, you, what was his wrestling movie? Like pointing and accusing you of things? Yeah, judge, judgmental. It'd just make you feel bad. You'd lay down on your back. He'd just lay over you. And then, you know, you get the three count. Like Lumpy Space Princess, but a wrestler? Kind of. Okay. Or, you know, just the Iron Sheik. Because he's lumpy. Oh, poor Iron Sheik. Real? Or Jabroni. Or Jabroni. <laughs> oh, Iron Sheik. So, I, uh, I'm trying to go through my Hulu backlog, because I had, like, over a hundred shows back. Your Hulu? My no, that's different. I was going to say a hundred shows on it, and mm-hmm. I came across my cache of cooking shows that I like to watch. Cache? Why can't you say cache? That's not how it's said. Most people say it like that. Well, most people are stupid. I bet you say facade, too. Zala <laughs> Clever Facade. Name that movie. Uh, my Fellow Americans. Nice. Suck it. Anyways. That was a good fucking movie. Yes, it was. Because I thought I was Can stupid. you remind our vice president <laughs> that our guests are from the Netherlands and not, not the, the Nether, Nether regions? regions. <laughs> the fact that we can quote a movie like 20 years old. That news. That's not Ghostbusters. About, the joke about him being at a funeral and starting to quote Muskrat Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, was that James Gardner and, uh, James Gardner right. and um, well, Jack Lemmon? Was it, it was Jack Lemmon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're talking about how they each have their own lyrics for the Hail to the Chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, like now I've been watching. If you don't hail, he'll bomb you or whatever that was. Something like that. Yeah. Like I said, it was going through. It's basically food porn, because I'm watching, you know, like my master chef, and they're making these fantastic meals, and I'm like. Which is a new Digimon. Like really, really master chef. (laughs) 
I summon Master That's Chef. Chef. It's just Anthony Bourdain. Flicks a cigarette like Jimmy. I said dick move in context, by the way. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, food porn. It just really makes me want to cook things. That, every once in a while, I'll watch Hell's Kitchen. I've worked in that kitchen. It's just ridiculous. Yes, you have a response. Weirdly enough about Anthony Bourdain. Okay. You haven't listened to it yet, because you haven't gotten no, no, the black no, no. box back. But, uh... They did have Anthony Bourdain on The Nerdist. Yeah. And they kind of opened the question, they opened the floor to questions from uh, John Ray and Matt Myra. And Myra just opened... Fucking Kyle wasn't there. Kyle hey, he probably Kyle. was. I mean, he's... I think he... he him and Katie Levine are always... Shut sorry, up, Kyle! I'm sorry, Katie Levine. Um, uh, are usually on hand. Uh, but uh, they... Uh, Myra just goes, So... What do you think about people that handle nightmares in kitchens? Oh, that's funny. No, but I was talking about Hell's Kitchen, though, where it's just where he has the uh, the team of cooks in the high end. Oh, no, it gets brought up. Okay, I'm listening. Go ahead. Uh, where Bode- basically Bourdain says, You're out of your fucking... And I might not be paraphrasing in terms of the cursing. <laughs> he goes, You're out of your fucking mind. If any of you guys... They're promised, like... What are they promised? Like, a, a starring... Uh, they, get a, they get a head chef position with a salary of a quarter of a million dollars. And Bourdain just opens up with, none of them are fucking worth it. If by position in the kitchen you mean chained to a radiator so you don't bother the actual fucking cooks and adults, then yes, that's a position. That's the position they get in the basement. Like, Bourdain goes off about competitive cooking shows. It's, I need to get it to you. Because... It, well, that's the I thing mean, about Hell's Kitchen, though, is that so I've, anyway. I've worked in that kitchen before, and I've worked with some of those personalities before. And, you know, it's different season to season, but you always have somebody who's just an arrogant D-bag that nobody wants to work Well, and with. you're always waiting to see if the fat guy has a coronary again, right? Wasn't that Hell's Kitchen? It was, wasn't it? It totally was. I don't know. But I like watched <laughs> But it's just one of those things where they're putting out this insane, fucking, gorgeous food, and I'm just like, I really need to go eat something right now. Then you get like Wendy. Uh, You don't fucking eat meat. I've been eating a lot of the Keebler EL fudge cookies lately. Something important? No? No. Not. It's. It's. I don't don't know whether you call it good news or bad news. Okay. Um, but apparently we just got a double order of groceries, so it's like one of those, well, we're we're out of shit, but shit could go bad. Also, where are you going to store it all? Yeah. Um, once again, it's always fun when I come in on my Monday manager shifts and go, cool, damage control. Well, it's, it's only Saturday, so. I know. They've got all of tomorrow to fuck shit up for you. Orphan Black, season two. Speaking of fucking shit up, let's talk about hashtag clone club on this. Hashtag clone club? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's been a thing since uh, the first season. So that's what they call it. That's what they call themselves. The clone club? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and they have, like, the special phones that when you hear you're like, oh, it's one of the clones that's calling. Um, so they have, like, little disposable, like, Burner phones. phones yeah. yeah. Um... I know you don't watch it. I know you know that halfway through the second season, I finally like got it. Where I was like, "No, it's." Good. Hmm? Um. To this, at this point, I literally do not know on what side some people are on. <laughs> it's one of those where I'm like, "What the fuck is Miss S's like grand fucking plan here?" Um. You have Helena, who's one of my favorite characters. Um. Who's the like? childlike assassin clone uh, raised in a um, Ukrainian uh, convent. Um, so you know she's stable. Um, you mean like Hannah? Kind of, actually. Okay. Actually, yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, and uh, she's been traded for um, Miss S's uh, foster daughter and the main character, Sarah, and her daughter, Kira, uh, traded for their safety. Um, so, Helena's being shipped off to God knows where uh, to be experimented on because you just found out there's also that the, the 
military has been working on male clones. And they have one in captivity, but there's another two you see right off the bat, like right at the end. Uh, and one of the main characters throughout the, I believe, second season, you find out, is, is a clone. Okay. Um, and he doesn't know it. They're not... Like Blade they're, Runner? They're, yeah, well, that's... Rep- yeah, I mean, you're playing clones and replicants. It's not really fair, but... Um, just because I was just thinking about Blade Runner um, earlier. But, uh... It, 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 it just ended with more questions, which I liked. Um, you know, the whole male clone thing, where's Helena going? Um, is Rachel dead after being shot in the eye with a pencil? Um, what's gonna happen to Cosima without, um, Kira's bone marrow to help her cure this, like, weird degenerative clone disease? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you find out this season that Sarah's not necessarily special because she can reproduce. Um, she's actually a failure. The clones were bred to be sterile. So, really, they don't want Sarah because she's special. They want her because she's a failure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'd be very excited to have the character Rachel come back with an eye patch. You always want them to come back with an eye patch. Always eye patch. It's like that line from fucking Robin and Men in Tights. Would you like a blindfold? No, thank you. How about half a one? Eh? 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 Um... <laughs> Why are you wearing an eye patch? Oh, who can remember these things? What is that from? Archer. Archer. When she's in labor with Archer, and she wanders into the bar where they first pick up Woodhouse. In um, I think it was in Tangier. Tangier, yeah. Yeah. Why was he dressed like Hitler? Ah. He wasn't. He was dressed like Charlie Chaplin. But anyways. (laughs) You can't hold your liquor. And that's how mommy gets all the candy or whatever. He's like six in that, too. It's just so wrong. <laughs> uh, so like, like the first time that he had baby Seamus, and she's talking about all the times you can give a baby liquor, and Lana's like, so many more things just became clear to me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Archer. It's the one where, uh, I almost called her Lucille, but, uh, same goddamn character, really. Pretty much. Where Mallory is going, do you want the bumblebee? Do you want the bumblebee? Oh, who took away the bumblebee? Grandma's always here for you. And Cheryl's like, so many uh, things just made sense. So, we finally have the True Blood season, well, final season, season opener. Thank God Tara's dead. Did you really, did you read that on my list or did you know that? I didn't, I knew that. Why? Because... It's like in all caps on my list. Like, thank fucking god, I've been waiting seven everybody, seasons everybody's, to fucking everybody's kill her. Tara's dead, and I will tell you, her character was completely different and a lot more interesting in the books. You mean she wasn't like some kind of weird vampire Stockholm syndrome rape victim slash weird lesbian wrestler? Wrestler, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like they just like it's it's like they had like the family guy like idea balls with manatees picking out like fucking Tara's story arc. Where it's just like, uh alright, she's a lesbian MMA fighter now, and you're like, okay. Um, I, I don't know if you saw it, but there's a great scene with Pam um playing a wooden wooden bullet Russian roulette. And they play in buckets so that when they like explode they just fall in the bucket. And they just cart the bucket of vampire blood away. And, uh... That's funny, I just got a text saying, we'll do what we can to find a place for all this. So, good call, then. Well, that's the problem when you get a shitload of extra groceries. You have to figure out where to put it, because storage is an issue pretty much anywhere in any kitchen. So... Back to True Blood, then. Back to True Blood. So, yes, they finally killed Tara. Thank... Thank the Lord, thank Billeth... Thank Lilith, thank whatever vampire Bible god they have. Um, I've been waiting seven seasons for that bitch to die. Um, you have... They, they kind of did a Blade 2 on it, where they're like, now we have vampires that eat vampires. Um, they have the, the Hep V vampires. Um, I like that Jessica is trying to kind of earn her penance by, excuse me, protecting the bell floors. Mm-hmm. After she, I don't know, ate half their family. Um, yeah. um, 
I like that uh, you do have uh, that the uh, Hepfabi vampires have absconded with um, oh, I want to say it's Arlene is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that's married to the guy yeah, in, uh, Arlene yeah um, are, they've absconded with Arlene uh, Holly uh, who I refer to as Puppet Face yeah <laughs> I guess she has Puppet Face like let's just cut the shit here and uh, and the very pregnant Sam's girlfriend. I don't remember her name. I don't either, but she's pregnant with Sam's shifter baby. Pregnant with your shifter baby? Well, that sounds weirdly racist, doesn't it? Oh, God, that does sound racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more thoughts on True Blood? You know, I'm watching it just as a completist. I've watched I've watched it from episode one, season one. See, that's actually kind of why I'm waiting because I've I've skipped a lot of it. So I'm like, I think I'm gonna. Please don't hurt me for saying this. I think I'm gonna go justified on it and wait for it to end and then just fucking burn through it. I'm it, sure it I makes, will enjoy it. It makes sense in justified because man, I I I will be the one to get you all five, six seasons, whatever it is when it ends, because I want the entire series and I want to rewatch it because I love Justified. Um... True Blood, it's just like, at this point, I'm like, the last season was very Heroes. It was very the government cracking down on vampires with secret facilities, and I'm going, okay, so it's fucking season three of Heroes. Like, who gives... Uh, no, season... Is it season two is the government? There were four seasons of Heroes, right? Yeah, but I only watched some Three, of it. yeah, three was the government then. I was gonna say, but I only watched some of it because the writer's strike made them kind of lose their steam on that, Ugh, and it was two, terrible. yeah. And who gives a, I'm not in a racist way, but like who gives a shit about the Bolivian or whatever, like the the, the Latin American brother sister? It's I I don't give a shit about them, not because they're South American. Wow, it's because s- they're fucking shitty characters. Like they just they have no point, other than one of them serves as a love interest for Siler to give him humanity, like having the cockatoo in fucking Iron Man two. Electric yeah. Electric Iron Loop. And Electric Cockatoo? I think that was a band in the sixties, right? Electric Probably. Cockatoo? Yeah. Man, we're gonna play a forty five minute song called Sizzling Bacon, alright. Okay. Fuck you, jam bands. Moving on to Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, I thought it was that Edgar something. No. Awesome. Even your handwriting's sick. Um Oh, that was unwarranted. That cough on you, out of spite. Spike cough. That's what we call a spite shit. No. Yeah. Little Rob Hubel. Little. Uh, Edge of tomorrow. Nice. I liked it. Um, I know it kind of got raked through the coals and then ass fucked uh, in the box office. It was going up against a bunch of. It went up against a teen love cancer movie. Come on. And it went up against 22 Jump Street. Incredible, uh, I was going to say. A fucking monster sequel for a comedy. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be a summer blockbuster. It, it came in third, I believe, its first week. I think, having watched 22 Jump Street, and not having an opinion here or there that I want to put out on the internet about cancer, I think it should have at least been two. I would have rather I saw Edge of Tomorrow than uh, 22 Jump Street on initial Okay, viewing. do you think it was marketed badly? Yes. Um, we talked about this a little bit off air. It's really fucking funny. Not like 22 Jump Street funny. But, I mean, it it's funny. There's humor, especially with all the time travel shit. Uh, let me rephrase that. It's not necessarily time travel. It's like... It's a sci-fi Groundhog's Day. Is, is really what it is. Okay. Um, so there's a lot so of humor about him. an armored car. Hmm? When is he going to rob an armored car? Fix your bra. Hey, Felix, can I have a roll of quarters? Yeah. Yeah. Fix your bra, honey. Yeah, I remember that. Um, don't think I haven't memorized Groundhog Day. Um, he never says thank you. <laughs> I'm not the god, but I might be a god. Um, 
I liked Edge of Tomorrow. Like I said, there was a lot of humor in terms of like when he when he figures out what's going on and he and Emily Blunt. There's a lot of like we've had this conversation six times. This is how it goes. Can we get to this point now? Because this is what I don't know. You know what I mean? Where it's like the guy's like, you just bring this guy in here, and he's like, dude, we've had this conversation like eight times. You know, like or um, the fact that he starts like mouthing all the things that like the other characters are going to say. Bill Paxton, by the way, completely underused slash perfectly used as like the gunnery sergeant. He plays the um, oh, what is his name? The uh, uh, R R Emery or whatever his name is um, in Full Metal Jacket. Okay. You know the drill sergeant. Yeah. It's Arlie Army, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, he plays, like, kind of that character. Like, Bill Paxton plays that character in... Uh, oh, and it's fucking... It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, for the sake of moving this along, tabletop? I fell down a Wikipedia... I'm sorry, I fell down a YouTube hole. Um, I've watched the show before, but I've never kind of watched in earnest. Um... I'll tend to watch on who's who he has as a guest. Who he is is Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. I knew you were gonna do it. Ow. Um. He has a show on Geek and Sundry called Tabletop, where he plays tabletop games. I watched Say Anything with Matt Myra and Jonah Ray. Hungover, by the way. And uh, I, 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 I wasn't hungover. Both, Jonah Ray was. I was going to say both of them and one of them because Matt doesn't. Matt drinks, but he, he doesn't. Do Have it. you seen the video of him drunkenly run over by a golf cart? Yes, but that's also really old. Um, yeah, Jonah Ray is hungover and demands extra points for playing hungover. Um, but I watched the Bunchkin episode with like uh, Felicia Day and. Oh, I'm going to fuck up his name. But it's the Indian guy from the guild. Um, yeah, um, sank, sank, sank deep drop or something like that. Something horribly, uh, not horribly, uh, but very stereotypically, uh, Indian. Sanjay Gupta? He's the new Sanjay Gupta. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and I'm halfway through the hour-long, uh, Dragon Age episode with, uh, Hardwick. Oh, fuck, who else is on it? Uh, I know Hardwick and Sam Witwier from uh, Almost... Is it Almost Human? Or Being Human? It's the sci-fi show that's the the BBC remake. Where he plays a vampire... There's a vampire, a werewolf, and a ghost. Being Human. Being Human, thank you. Uh, Sam Witwier plays the the vampire character. And apparently he's used to running games. And is not used to, like, playing them. So that's very interesting. Because he's really handsome. Didn't see him being a DM. Interesting. Yeah. Well, moving along... We have two weeks' worth of the internet to hold me on wrong. Oh, Lord, yeah. We got off light last week and the well, bonus episode. We were, we were trying to... So the Apple program was called Swift. I showed Deb uh, screen captures of... Hilarious. ...of the um, uh, Malcolm, uh, Kylie, and uh, Jane and the, and the Highlander uh, programming codes. Uh, the name of Liam Neeson's character in... Million ways that I knew that was a totally awesome, cliched yeah. name for a bad guy was in the in the old west was Clinch Leatherwood. Ooh, yeah, Clinch Leatherwood. That's a good one. Uh, Action Hank was the name of the uh, Action Jackson Shaft Pistache in Dexter's Lab. Okay, Action Hank. Yeah. Van Partible did Johnny Bravo. Okay. Uh, speaking of cartoons, Lauren Faust was the. Uh, My Little Pony's Friendship is Magic that's married to Kraken. Okay, yeah, no, that's what we were trying to talk about. Which, by the way, I rewatched the Equesticles episode recently. Non-canonical! I said that at work, because I was like, non-canonical, non-canonical, non-canonical! It's a fancy way of saying nautical. It's not how you say nautical. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to fuck this up. Enrico Calantoni was the dad in Veronica Mars. Was, uh, what was his name? Keith Mars. Keith Mars. I almost said Keith Moon. Um, different, di- <laughs> different celestial body. Very, very different. Is that all internet, or do we have more? Uh, nope, that's that's it. The rest of it is just stuff we'll get to 
either in this show or just in network in general. Well, in mistakes I made this week, like I said, Deb is sick, which has been mentioned this entire episode. However, and Doug is hurt. Since Deb is sick, yeah, Doug suffered a very severe jerk injury. Did you say jerk injury? I did. That's not how I heard it. What, by being a jerk or jerking it? Six of one, half dozen the other, really. So, in the Deb is sick mistakes I made this week, one, they've been pouring Bekarovka in me at work, which is fucking... Bekarovka is basically Czech Jägermeister, but it's also medicinal. Uh-huh. That's which, what I say about whiskey. Like I said, which helps with my cough, but makes me a little bit loopy. I have been having these most hilarious... Check like, NyQuil. Yeah, it is. Checkquil. Checkquil. I was going to say... Call it that from here on out. Can I have some check... Oh, I'm going to say that at work today. Can I have some Checkquil? S- yeah, I was going to say, but I've been having these like hilarious minor fever dreams that are fucking hysterically funny, and then I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? So I don't know if you have this problem when you're sick and have a little bit of fever. Uh, no, I only get sick once a month, and usually it's just a yeah, flu that knocks me on my ass, and I... Once a month? Yeah, or uh, once a year, rather. There we go. Annually. But, um... I believe it was this show where you actually broke down a Dayquil smoothie? Yeah, the Dayquil smoothie. Do you so talk I don't know, about drink, it again? No, but I, like, I'm, I'm kind of wondering why you don't drink it. As opposed to having Checkwell. They do about the same thing. Oh, okay. No, they do about the same thing. It's one of those things where you're going to get through your shift of work, but you're not going to get better, and you're going to feel like shit afterwards. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a patch. It's a Band-Aid. Do you have any mistakes you made this week other than apparently bruising the nerve that people call your funny bone? That'd be my mistake. Once again, it, this and this boils down to the mistake I make every goddamn week for the last 33 years. Being a biologic. Stupid death bag. Stupid death bag. Death bag hungry. Um, not really, but in book. What is it? The death bag must be fed or something <laughs> like that. Yep. Um, yeah, my meat suit is just let me down. Um, me too. I, I, I thought by now this weird tendon would be made of, I don't know, some kind of metal, metal polymer. Some kind of tungsten steel. When is the singularity going to happen? I don't know. Let's just finish up so I can go to work. Social contract, asshole. Doug, you had one for us. Mm-hmm. So, last week, I wandered through Pride Fest. Um, which is fine. And I talk a bit about it on the last, uh, either last week's dam or this coming up dam. Um, there, there were a few depressing moments in it for me where I really did actually decide I'm going to die cold and alone. But, uh, but in terms of this show, here's the fucking deal. I'm glad you have pride. I support gay marriage. I support gay rights. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who marries who. It doesn't bother me. Ghost and a horse? Like, a ghost can marry a horse? Yeah. You don't remember that for the Futurama when they're trying to legalize robosexual marriage and a ghost can marry a horse? Great. Don't give a shit. I mean, I, I give a shit about the episode, but I mean, like, I, yeah, great, you ghost, don't, you don't horse, care. You don't person, care. dog, man, woman, man, man, who cares? I don't care. Here's my thing, though. Just because you have pride, doesn't mean you get to act like an asshole. You have a point there, but that can be, that, that doesn't have to do with even gay pride. That's like any, like... No, no, it was... This is Pride Weekend. I'm gay, so I'm entitled. And I'm like... But I mean, that's like... So you're gonna hip-check me, shoulder-check me, talk over my headphones, bother me, like... I mean, honey, that's that's any Pride Festival, though. I mean, like, even around Cinco de Mayo, that crap happens. And I don't know if you've ever been to, like... Any if they of, had like, a Pride Fest in winter when I was on my cane, they would have been beaten. Okay. I mean, it would have been considered legally hate crime, but... It wouldn't have been. Okay, it would have so been like, no, what I think I'm smacking the shit out of a person, a rude person, with my cane because, you know what, fuck you. I think what this boils down to is don't be an entitled asshole. Yeah, I don't care if you fuck said asshole. 
I just matter about oh the entitlement. Oh my god, Doug. Don't be an entitled asshole. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickbert. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!